Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heppernan. I'm broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Block Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Well, today we're going to be talking with two very different and very talented artists. At 205 Eastern, Michael Gray of the Boston band, the modern folk rock band, American Beauties, will join us from Boston. And at 2.30, Therese Taylor, she's going to bring us her darkly ethereal sounds from San Francisco. It's going to be a great show today. But remember, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So call us, 347-215-7511. That's 347 347- Two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. You know, if you're sitting there with your earphones on and you're at work and you're not really paying attention to that PowerPoint on your screen, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. And my producer tells us that we are about to open the chat room. Yes, yes, the chat room is open. So if you're on Block Talk Radio, you know where the chat room is, so you can just log on and chat away. Or if you've got a question for our guest, that's another place where you can let us know. So remember musicfridaylive at gmail dot com or you can call us at three four seven Two one five seventy five eleven, or email your questions in, like I said. Or you can hit us on Twitter. You know, our, our hashtag is at Music Friday Live, or address rather is at Music Friday Live. The hashtag is Music Friday. And also, we've got a Facebook page up. And while you're at it, if you look at our Facebook page, there's reviews there. There's news about upcoming concerts. There's videos there. So take a look at the Facebook page. So that's Music Friday Live at NationBuilder.com. Incidentally, for those of you who have emailed in and want to know what our intro music is, it's uh, Big Bid Bed by um, Blame Sally. That's Big 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 Bed by Blame Sally. Of course, Blame Sally has been on the show with us. Now, I want to remind everybody that if you do know of a hot new band that you think should be on Music Friday, you can nominate that band. You can tell us about it on our website. That's Music Friday dot nationbuilder.com musicfriday.nationbuilder.com there's a tab up there it's called your choice just click on it and then put their name in the form there it takes about 10 seconds or so and it could put a band that you've discovered on the air that's right so that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com and while you're there like i said look around there's bios of bands, there's videos, there's news about concerts, there's reviews, so just look around musicfriday.nationbuilder.com well, things have calmed down a little bit in Los Angeles. <laughs> the Grammys are over. Nam has left town, uh, right? And uh, we're down to our usual, you know, 40 things happening every night instead of 200. <laughs> um, and incidentally, if, uh, for those of you who are not in Los Angeles, or even if you were in Los Angeles and didn't get a chance to go to Nam when it was down at the Anaheim Convention Theater, Anaheim Convention Center, all 100,000 people down there, um, you can uh, learn about it at Music Junkie, musicjunkie.com. Music Junkie had a, a whole crew of people down there. They were reporting. They're starting to put that reporting up. They've got pictures. They've got stories up there. So they were having a great time, and you can have a great time if you go to musicjunkie.com and take a look at the reporting from NAM. Now, not not any. if you're not in L.A., of course, you wouldn't know about NAM. You wouldn't be there. But 
It is the biggest gathering of musicians and people who make stuff for musicians there is. Like I said, there's 100,000 people go through it. There's 90,000 vendors. And many of those vendors, you know, there's big vendors like Gibson Guitar and those little vendors that just make, you know, little wireless ear- earphones, which a lot of bands are using now. But uh, a lot of the vendors have concert venues. That's in their booth. They have a stage. Well, of course, I mean, it's a music, it's a music convention. So there, there's music going on all the time uh, in, uh, in NAM. There's probably 30, 40, 50 productions, concerts a day at NAM, and it's all down there in, in uh, Orange County. But at the same time, the same time, NAM takes over places like the Troubadour and the Whiskey, and they put on concerts. So if you didn't go this year, Go to musicjunkie.com. That's musicjunkie.com, and you can take a look at the pictures and reporting. Okay, we're going to take a break now. We've got to uh, take a little break, and then when we come back, uh, welcome in our radio affiliates around the country. And also when we come back, folk rock is alive and kicking, and Michael Gray will be with us to prove it. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyber Station USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archived radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived Cyber Station USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA. Always on the go. And always on the go is me, that's Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host of Music Friday Live. I want to welcome our radio listeners around the country. I want to say a special shout-out to our FM listeners. Sometimes people forget that we have some FM listeners. We're not just an AM and online radio station. And our FM listeners are up there in Ashland, Oregon. And if you've never been to Ashland, Oregon, it's a great place to go. Believe me, it's beautiful. They've got the best best Shakespeare festival in the country. And they've got one of the best FM radio stations in the country. That would be KSKQ FM in Ashland, Oregon. It's got a big new tower. You can hear it all over the place. So you can join us if you're listening on on KSKQ FM in Ashland, Oregon. You can join us. You can call us, 347 215 That's 347-215-7511. You can email us. If you're sitting there at work, you've got your earphones on, and you're listening to us instead of watching that PowerPoint that's on the screen there that your boss thinks you're paying attention to, you can email us at musicfridaylive. Don't forget the live. musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And after the show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Com. That's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Well, having been raised with the lush harmonies of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and even working with Stephen Sills for a little while, I resonate with bands that understand how to construct layered vocals in earworm arrangements, songs that make you hum and sing. American Beauties is a band that does that. They do it really well. They happily insinuate their music into the soundtrack of your life. They're not quite folk. They're not quite pop. They're not quite rock. They're not quite country. They skillfully blend all of these genres into something that is greater than the sum of its parts. Rich guitars, gentle bass, subtle drum beats, and great background vocals enable American beauties to paint their lyrical vignettes with skill and grace. It's the kind of music you could put on your playlist just to cushion your day all day. Proud to have Michael Gray, the lead singer and guitar player of American Beauties, with us today. Michael, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you for having me. Well, Michael, folk rock is not an easy niche to occupy in today's music ecosystem. It's often associated with scruffy troubadours and traveling guitar and mandolin duos that play in churches and subway stops. But American Beauties has crafted a sound that resonates far beyond the coffeehouse crowd, and he gets radio spins and chart listings. Now, I've got my own ideas about why you're successful, but I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to ask you to tell us what's different about American Beauty. Do you all stand out so well? Well, I think, uh, I think our approach is to, and I grew up on a lot, of, uh, a lot of the folk rock that you talked about, the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and 
many of the bands from like the uh, late 60s and early 70s and so that is the kind of the soundtrack that we we come from and you know i think our whole approach to this record was to try to make it a little bit more easy listening so that you know certain people you know could you know it could be background music it could be something that you know kind of puts you in some you know mood or or otherwise but i think we just uh you know we just tried to make it a little bit more uh open not quite too unusual and you know i think we we accomplished some of that and it's kind of hard to say why people like it and especially as an artist you don't you know all the time i think try to uh <laughs> try to contemplate those things but i think uh i was lucky i worked with a lot of good people a lot of good musicians a lot of good engineers and producers and so i think the product we put out finally was and it took a long time to do as well we you know we took our time putting it together and a lot of stuff kind of came up while we were doing the recording and you know, we eliminated some tracks and brought some new tracks in. And so I think in, for all intents and purposes, I'm just glad that people are listening and getting the opportunity to because I think it's one of the things with uh, indie musicians these days is really getting heard is, you know, it's the imperative. And when people actually listen to it and like it and play it, that's that's the success that, you know, I think. Well, I'm, I'm going to give our audience a... <laughs> an opportunity to listen to a little bit of it. Here's a Forever Like the Sea. Makes all the colors so bright Beauty simple so fine Out along the avenue at night Looking out That has such a nice, relaxed, almost country feel to it, but it paints a, a, a really beautiful, luminescent portrait of our largest city, and it's a portrait that you can easily visualize from your words, and, and I think that's one of the reasons that you're successful, your ability to, to marry those kinds of poetic sketches with, with relaxed music, and you can also blend electric and acoustic guitars into a, a nice modern folk sound. Do you have to work really hard at that, or is that just what you do? You know, my my whole approach to writing is to kind of let it happen. And I know, you know, that's probably a fairly standard uh, standard response. But you know, I I have a tendency to try to go down and into my studio a couple few nights a week. And if something happens, it happens. If something doesn't, it doesn't. And sometimes it's subjective. Like that one was kind of based on a trip that we did to New York City with the family and we were down there for a weekend and it just dawned on me how incredibly diverse the city was and beautiful and the fact that there were so many different people living there and just so many things to see and do and so sometimes it's subjective what I write and then other times it's just something that is you know it formulates itself as the process goes on and you know I try not to write around subjects that much but that one in particular was kind of more painting a portrait of a of a trip we made down there. Well, apparently it's, it was a successful portrait because we just got an email in from Bitchy Woman in New York City. Says, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she really is. Uh, and her email is, you killed it. That's how I see my city. Do you ever get the play here? Um, you know what? We're um, We're just starting to expand our horizons and that's an objective of ours and I'm hoping that that's something that can happen in the next year or so 
But um, we are going to be, over the next couple of months, venturing up into Vermont and New Hampshire and Rhode Island. And we typically, you know, we're a fairly local band at this point in time, which is great because Boston's a great city to play in, and there's a lot of really good musicians and music here. But but certainly we uh, we have we have an intent to go down there at some point in time. Well, uh, Jazz Genie, also in New York City, says you ought to send a copy of that to the mayor. You'll get a personal invitation. It's such a great pay-in to our city. So you might <laughs> you might take Jazz Genie up on that. Who knows? <laughs> well, Jazz Genie might be my mar- next marketing uh, help. Maybe I can get her to uh, get me a contact to the mayor. <laughs> All right. Um, we're talking with Michael Gray of the band American Beauties, and you can email in, as many of you have been, at uh, musiccitylive at gmail.com, or you can call us, 347-215-7511. Now, a- another example of um, your the music that I like so much from this album, and incidentally, um, there's we're, we're, we're going to talk about the album in, in a minute, so I want to play a little another song from it, and this is gone gone and i want everyone to listen carefully to the guitar hooks and the country rhythms That's a um, that's a big twang bar in there. You really decided to go all the way on that one, didn't you? Yeah, that's actually it's a it's a baritone guitar, so it's kind of tuned a little bit lower and kind of between a guitar and a bass. And uh, it was you know part of the instruments that were available when we were doing the recording at my uh, uh, Ducky Carlisle is the recording engineer who I worked with. He also co-produced the record, and he's. Uh, He's great at what he does, and he has great ideas, and he has a whole assortment of guitars and instruments down in his basement that you can choose from while you're in that process. <laughs> well, so, well, tell me uh, about the group. Uh, tell, tell me about the band. Who well, are they? We, uh, How long have you known each other? How did you get together? Well, I've known a lot of the guys in the band so, since probably about 2003 or 2004, where we played in a previous band, and then we all were summarily dismissed from that band. But we got together again probably in 2010 to uh, start doing some of my music and learning some of the songs. And and that was right around the time when the record was underway. So, you know, I had in mind, you know, use certain people for certain things. And and certainly uh, Ducky is, uh, he's very well connected with a bunch of other musicians. So this record was kind of more of a conglomeration of various people, certain people that are in our live band now and, certain other guys that kind of just played, you know, some of the studio stuff with us. But, well, let me stop but you um, for a second. you know, Ducky so let was... Stop, let, let me stop you right there and uh, tell okay. people that the, the album you're talking about is called Too Worn to Mend. And I believe this is your debut album. That's Too Worn, Too, uh, Too Worn to Mend. And uh, yep. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. So go ahead. So, you, so Ducky Carlisle, who I believe won a, a Grammy, didn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's actually done engineering on Buddy Guy's last two albums, and he won a Grammy in 2010 for uh, for uh, his album that year as the engineer, and and he's pretty well connected, and you know, with a bunch of these guys. Tom Hambridge is a big producer who works with a bunch of the blues guys, and he's also a great musician himself, but. So, and I met Ducky through, you know, just having done some recording with our old band and, you know, we reconnected and I asked him if he would help me out putting my record together and fortunate for me, it, you know, he accepted and we spent a lot of time together in the studio. I'll bet. Drank a lot, you drank a lot of scotch during that process, but uh, we got well, a lot of good work done too. 
Yeah. Uh, you've also um, added um, a couple of women to the uh, the album too, Amber uh, Casares and uh, Juliet Simmons uh, Danalo. Now, are they regular part of the band? Well, actually, uh, I, Juliet and I used to play together in another band. We we've actually written a bunch of songs together ourselves, and she has a new she has a separate band now that she plays with, and she's been doing really well. And Amber is. Incredible. She's one of the best singers in all of Boston, and she was uh, kind enough to help me out. But she's the only person I had in mind to kind of sing backup on the record. And she now, you know, she plays with the live band all the time now. So we're we're fortunate enough to be able to replicate some of the stuff we do on the record because her beautiful voice is all over it. She actually uh, does some co-lead singing too, doesn't she? Yes, and that. Yeah. Uh, those were kind of things that kind of happened uh, along the way. It wasn't intended that way, but she sang such a beautiful part on that song that it almost kind of dropped into place, and we decided to do that. I would uh, I would consider doing that any time now to have, because uh, I like that. I like the interaction between a male and a female vocal. It just seems to work. It makes things richer. Now, for for people who haven't heard the whole album there's 11 songs on it uh, you guys managed to put together 11 songs and survive um, and everything it, it's first class production everything is crisp the guitars just sing the drums which sounds mostly like a snare it perfectly modulated they don't overwhelm things um, it, they did a, you did a really really good job uh, now you said a lot of things went on. You drank a lot of scotch. Eleven songs is a lot of songs. I mean, did uh, any things you can tell us about? Any stories that went on in the studio, or do you want to keep quiet? Well, no, there's nothing. You know, there's no debauchery. I'm I'm kind of beyond that point in my life. <laughs> I'm a married man with uh, grown kids now. So, but we, uh, you know, we just spent a lot of time where it was just the two of us together. And Ducky plays drums on all but I think two of the tracks on the album all but three of the tracks on the album and um you know and that was just a good formula for us because we we got a lot of work done we usually would spend a whole day like 12 hours in the studio and we do a bunch of things at once be it vocals harmonies or putting the guitar parts together but but we spent a lot of time together and then at the very end we kind of brought in you know, Amber was the last person to come in to kind of put the polish on everything. But uh, we had a bass player come in. He basically spent one day, Mark Hickok, who is one of the best uh, bass players around Boston, and some of the other guitar parts. Steve Sadler played some lap steel for us. and So it was, uh, you know, it was a long process, but I think we spent a lot of, you know... I want our audience to have another opportunity to listen to the product of that process. This is miles from nowhere. Somewhere east of Eden, miles from nowhere. Seen a lot of roads, many places that I've known. Faded from my thoughts to a distant memory. I need to fly, gonna catch the next train out of. That's Miles from Nowhere. It's from the American Beauties uh, album, and the album is Too Worn to Mend. We're talking with uh, uh, the, I guess, I guess you're the founder of, the, of the, uh, the band, aren't you, Michael? Yeah, and the, okay. pretty much the songwriter and Okay, so we're talking Ranger, with Michael Gray, of, of, uh, Michael Gray, the founder and the songwriter. Guitar play, one of the guitar players of the band American Beauties. You can email us. You can email Michael at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You can also um, call us 
at 347-215-7511. I hear the office phone ringing. That's not the, the, <laughs> the, the phone to call. You need to call the studio line. It's 347-215-7511. Now, as we've been talking about your recording process, and uh, we just heard um, something, uh, uh, another example of that, that it's a very robust process. And we got an email here uh, from uh, Jay Sweet. Jay Sweet's in Annapolis. And Jay Sweet wants to know, do you consider yourself country? Uh, not not fully, but this album was certainly leaning toward like the Americana, more roots type of side of things. And there's a couple of the songs that deviate that, you know, kind of a little bit more of an urban contemporary type feel. But, you know, I think in our live shows, we cover, a, you know, a pretty wide swath. And I think country is one of those influences that certainly comes in. But we have a, a caller on the line who's got a question for you. Uh, caller, you want to give us your first name and what city you're in? Fuck you, douchebag. Suck my fucking cock. Uh, I'm not quite well, sure what that was all about, okay? Um, <laughs> in any case. Uh, I think it's one of the we, Howard Stern kids or something. Uh, could be. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like uh, um, uh Country music. Um, now, as I said, the uh, the clock is beginning to close in on us, but we have time for one more song and one more question. And this is a song that's uh, kind of interesting. And this is Hole in My Lung. Now, that, that sounds like a song about uh, climate change. Do I have that right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of it's partially about that. I think uh, the main theme is just how sometimes we're unaware of things that are going on around us, and we have a tendency to kind of do the things that we do no matter what the signs are, and um, that's one of the, one of the topics in the, in the uh, song for sure. Okay. Well, there's there's a couple of lines in there that that puzzle me. We've we've got just a minute here, and maybe you can give us a quick answer on this one. One line is the air's so thick, like a layer of soot, coughing up my lungs. But I need another smoke next time. I'm going to buy a carton. That line comes after you say, the river keeps arising, sun keeps burning through this hole in my lung. Those two lines seem to contradict one another. Yeah, I think it's the the verse part there. The end, the ending of that verse is really just kind of a, another reflection of how you know people can have this tendency to just kind of do things without understanding the repercussions of what they're doing. And the hole in my lung part of it is really just kind of a vestige of you know what we're you know the air we breathe, the you know the river rising because of the flooding, and it's just it's kind of a cautionary tale. I think is the uh, the main the main gist of that song. Okay, well, it's, uh, we're getting a cautionary tale from the clock, which says that we are out of time, but I want to thank you for being on Music Friday Live today with us, Michael. Well, thank you so much for having us, Patrick. I appreciate it, and uh, it's been a joy to talk to you and have somebody uh, ask me questions about my songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd even try to sing a little bit on the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Michael Gray of American Beauties. The album is Too Worn to Mend. It's available at CD Baby and iTunes and Amazon. Uh, I suggest that you uh, visit their website, AmericanBeauties.com. If you do buy the album, and you really should buy the album, this needs to be on everybody's playlist, get the hard copy CD. There's a great little booklet inside. It's got the lyrics. It's got more information. It's worth the extra dollar or two. You'll be glad you're dead. That's AmericanBeauties.com. Now, we have to take a break now, and when we return, Therese Taylor is going to join us. Ooh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host at Music Friday Live. And we don't forget, we like to hear from you. This is your show, too. 347-215-7511. 347-215-7511. And you can email us. A lot of people have been emailing today. I guess if you're, you're at work and you're, you've got your earphones on, you're listening to us instead of music, and uh, you're not paying attention to that uh, PowerPoint on your screen there. So... Feel free to email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Don't forget the live. Now, I have a quick but very important word from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Now, solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs. It can be expensive. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront costs. All you need is approved credit. Solar City will come out, they'll install a solar system on your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use. Now, you, that's just like you do from the utility company, but you use a lot less power because the, solar's, the sun's making it for you, so you have a lower monthly cost, much as half in my case when I put solar on, on my home. So Solar City pays for the system. Solar City insures the system. Solar City maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar has not been ready for you, it is now. Solar City is America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out about this? Well, you call my friend Tina. Now, take out a pen and a piece of paper because I'm going to give you a number. Tina works at Solar City. She's our representative there. Tell her you heard about it from Patrick on Music Friday. And you call her at, here's the number, 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. Tell Tina that I told you to call, and she will give you a $250 deduction on your order. Again, that number is 909-618-6937, and that's how to get sold on your home for no upfront costs. Therese Taylor's music describes a world, or maybe a series of worlds, that is often dark, stark, and cynical. Or perhaps she's just simply laying out reality in front of us as she sees it, and letting us interpret her images through our own lens, or maybe both at once. That's the genius of Therese Taylor. She's a songwriter and a musical artist who uses her lyrics to paint sharp, detailed, steel-cut images of life, that upon closer inspection can be ambiguous and open to interpretation. The same goes for her music. Is it rock, folk, country, possibly pop, or simply something that is only Therese Taylor, best enjoyed without analysis? The key word there, incidentally, is being enjoyed, and enjoy it we do. The only thing I can think of that is more enjoyable to listening to 
Therese Taylor's music, is talking to Therese Taylor herself, and we're going to. She's here at Music Friday Live. Welcome to Music Friday Live, Therese. Hi, Patrick. Therese, we have four songs on the uh, the network's jukebox that I understand are slated for a new album to be released in April. Now, April's only two months away, so you must be closing in on having it ready. Can you give us a status report? Where does it stand? Yeah, so I'll be looking at mock-ups for the cover uh, today, probably, um, and it'll go into production. Um, it's all done. It's all mastered. We went down to Ventura to master, which was really nice, that golden recording. And um, Yeah, so, you know, it all depends on the factories at this point. You know, when we shipped out, they, the return rate for CDs is uh, eight days. And um, for oh. albums, this is going to be an LP as well. Oh. Uh, that'll be seven to eight weeks. So end of March, I should have it in my hands. But it'll go up online. Uh, uh, April 4th. Uh, April 4th. For people okay. online. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all your fans, I'm sure, are waiting. Everybody out there listening to our voice right now, April 4th. And here's a little sample from it. This is what I assume is going to be the title song, At Your Mercy. Pretty powerful stuff, um, particularly starting it up with that menacing uh, sound. Is, is that a violin or a keyboard or a modulated guitar there that you begin that with? That would be the uh, upright bass, um, James Whiten on upright bass. He, he plays through uh, a looper and all sorts of effects, and he really <laughs> embellished a lot of the albums. He was like the lead bass player on this. <laughs> he did a wonderful job. It's such a real nice, ominous tone. It, it, it kind of underscores the lines about a quarter in a hotel bed, which come a little later on. That's an image we can all see. So, so what's going on in that song? Oh, that's good. I was a little worried about that one. <laughs> 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 I grew up near uh, Niagara Falls Boulevard, and a lot of the that's sort of like a honeymoon row. So there's all these uh, cheap motels with uh, quarter beds and for anybody who doesn't know that makes the bed vibrate which is really sexy as uh, <laughs> you could imagine <laughs> <laughs> so that had to make it into a song I think <laughs> well I think you did a good job of it now that there's another line in there that I'm kind of curious about it's about flying from San Francisco to Culver City which is where our studios are and leading to at your mercy. Mm. It sounds like you're saying asking for help is like being at someone else's mercy, or is, that a, is there a larger metaphor there? Uh, it's actually a, a circumstance. Um, uh, I, I had a particularly horrendous tour, like one of those tours that makes you break the band up and then you you draw pictures of how you're going to kill each other on the tour. <laughs> and uh, it, we weren't very well prepared is what happened. We took uh, public buses, Greyhound buses, Peter Pan buses from gig to gig. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we were really, we looked at each other on the bus and we're like, this is really the at your mercy circuit, isn't it? And we laughed, we laughed about it, you know, uh, humor really important uh, on the road. So, um, yeah, that, the, that was the At Your Mercy Circuit tour, and I always had it in my head to finish this album that had sort of that, um, you know, the kindness of strangers uh, underlying 
seem, but you know, mm-hmm. who knows well, well, if I, it comes off like that. <laughs> I, I, I hope you met lots of kind strangers uh, while you were here in, in Los Angeles. We're, uh, we're a pretty friendly town. Oh yeah, certainly. But, uh, but I, I guess the the message that the, if, if there's a subtext to that song, it's rent a car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, I've, I've got some more. I promised uh, four songs here, and there's another one here that really does have a message to it. This is one that really resonates with me. This is Briefcase. Another song uh, that's pretty powerful, um, the lines in that, you see it your way, I see it mine, and if you want to know the truth, I think you're seeing blind, and then that's followed up a couple of lines down with, if I want it to be true, I'm sure it wouldn't be to you. Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> Was there a specific <laughs> person involved in that? Yeah, if if there was, uh, it's become sort of a blur. Uh, the power of denial and time have taken their toll. I, you know, not really. Um, I when I'm writing and singing, sometimes I'll have sort of a circumstance in mind, and it'll take on a shape of its own. So, you know, I just let that voice come out. I I, I don't have any. Uh, particular vindictiveness about any particular person with that just an emotion I felt you know yeah well and, uh, you you were able to uh, deliver that uh, emotion with a six-string rock hypodermic so it's uh, it really hit home right? <laughs> um, we're, we're getting uh, uh, some some emails and also uh, uh, let's see we've got some every a lot of people in the chat room um, Talking Stuff, I believe, uh, has uh, wants to give us a quick question. So Talking Stuff, let us know what the quick question is, and we'll uh, read it on the air. Meanwhile, we've got a um, uh, some emails here. Major Mojo in Austin says, Your music s- sounds so dire, but you sound like you're really upbeat. Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I let I let my music have whatever voice it has, and I'm I'm actually really into comedy, like old comics, like uh, Carol Burnett, Lily Tomlin. I really love comedy, and um, so a lot of the darkness that I feel and see comes out through the music for some reason, and that just is my specialty. So I would say both to this person. Uh, it is both. We're going to get a lot of emails now that want to know if you're schizophrenic. But uh, um, <laughs> right. so, so if you're going to ask that question, we've already asked it. All right. Uh, we're talking with yeah. uh, Therese, to, Therese Taylor, and you can talk with her. You can phone us, uh, 347-215-7511, or you can email us, as a lot of, lot of you are, and the email is musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We've got a lot of people in the chat room. If you've got a question, we're monitoring the chat room. So uh, just tell us what your question is, and we'll read it on the air. Now, you you, you mentioned that uh, you were raised on um, Niagara Falls Boulevard, and I guess that's in Buffalo, New York. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Which is not a good place to be right now. Um, no, uh, 
you know, it was it it was pretty decent growing up. Of course, uh, I wanted to get out uh, growing <laughs> like in my teen years, but um, I, I successfully did that. By the way, I'm in San Francisco now. Um, yeah. I but to yeah, ask Buffalo. You. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish up Buffalo. I was just referring to the fact that Muff- Buffalo was probably has eight feet of snow right now. But uh, oh yeah, that- that's you. You learn to roll with that. That's like one of the important things of where you grow up. You know, you like uh, tobogganing is a word that not a lot of my friends know, <laughs> or uh, you know how to how to creatively play in the snow. It, it's really a, a good skill to have. Yeah, well, well, of course, you have to drive up to Tahoe now to do that. But, uh, it's um, true. It's true. Let's see. But I now, can win a snowball fight because uh, my friends from the south don't know what to do with snow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to drive up the Big Bear, which is not easy. Now, you, um, I, I lived in San Francisco and also in Marin for 20 years, and I was there actually mm. until about three years ago. And I always thought of it as a very beautiful, optimistic place. In fact, one of the nation's best places to live, despite the Google buses and the gentrification going on down in the mission. But I, can I gather, am I correct in, in gathering from these songs and your past album that you're not always that optimistic about San Francisco? Or, or does the physical environment have nothing to do with the emotional content of your music? <laughs> Well, you have to remember where I'm from, uh, so I'm going to carry that with me wherever I go. Um, I, you know, there are four distinct seasons where I'm from, and there's one long one here in San Francisco. And um, the optimism of that uh, may come out in my songs in the future. <laughs> ooh, but ooh. Uh, I, I guess I'm still working it out, uh, whatever the darkness from... The seasons of winter are. I'm still, you know, that's sort of a specialty for me. I can take I can take sun and make it into uh, an explosion. You know, it's it's like I can take the happiest situation and go, oh, and then everybody dies. You know, it's sort of like uh, it's what my writing does right now. I'm trying to work with different voices, but uh, you know, that seems to be my most natural one. So. Well, it, it it seems to work, and we, we have a a lot of people here uh, who would like to hear you in person. We've got uh, Lucille's Ball in, uh, I love that name, Lucille's Ball, and right. Lucille's Ball wants you to play in Los Angeles. We've got uh, Enrique, who wants you to play in San Diego. We've got Misty Fogg, who wants you to play in San Francisco. I guess you already are. But uh, apparently it, it, it works pretty well. And I, I wanted to point out, you know, that, that even though you're used to four seasons and you do have winter in Buffalo, in San Francisco you get to have winter in the summer, which is something you don't get anywhere else. <laughs> that is true. And for those of you who don't, who've never been to San Francisco in the summer, Mark Twain once said that the coldest winter I ever spent was San Francisco in the summer, and that's because uh, San Francisco gets fog. And uh, particularly in a place called the Sunset, which is um, inappropriately named because you can't see the sunset from the sunset because of the fog. Now, That's true. Moving, moving away, uh, these songs are very spare. They're 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 like your they're more like your earlier song Folsom Street than say like mm. the like Goats for Daddy. Um, mm. Is that where the new album is heading? Is it really heading towards everything being stripped down and minimalist and spare? Well. In this instance, um, you know that I think that did happen because I was I was moving in a place that felt more complicated and working with Klaus Floride as the producer on this. Um, I thought it was going to be you know like wham bam in and out punk rock. You know let's let's, let's make this album and. Um, you know, just go with the songs as I had written them. And he really crafted, took time, and sort of uh, brought singular elements forth. You know, like he put my voice way up front, which hasn't happened on any of my albums. And um, he basically, uh, I guess he did do that. He he stripped down to the elements and um, made what he thinks my message is uh, clearer 
you know, uh, more streamlined using uh, his his refined ears, you know. Well, it 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 obviously does that very well, and I want to ask you about that. Um, do you have a trained voice? Because you seem to be able to control it very precisely. You know, um, Mrs. Allen in uh, high school in uh, Buffalo, New York, uh, she was my <laughs> my choir teacher, and uh, that's about it. Um, I think I've always loved singing, and um, I just do it. Uh, to the radio, you know, I do it all the time. So that's my training, you know, just listening in well, the radio, we, like anybody. We we thank Mrs. Allen. I, I guess we have a, a lot to thank Buffalo for. Uh, but Mrs. Giolis, she uh, she uh, fired me from studying violin in fourth grade because I wasn't following the lessons. So we don't want to thank Mrs. Giolis. Okay. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, that, that brings up an interesting question. Uh, you moved from the violin to the guitar. Well, when did you pick up the guitar? Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I had cousins who um, were musicians who'd pop in to visit on holidays, and they'd play the guitar, and, you know, they had beards and long hair, and I was intrigued. Uh, and, I, you know... 16 is actually when I got my first guitar, so, you know, okay. uh, it was electric and, uh, you know, a Japanese cutoff, you know, it was like nothing special, but uh, I started writing sure, on that. You sure, you sure managed to go far with it. Let, let's hear a, a little bit about, uh, uh, let's hear a little bit of, of, of how far you've gone. This is a, a song that really hits home. This is his own. I take it that the, the hotel room there was not one of the honeymoon hotels that we talked about yeah. earlier? No, this is a completely different one. Well, it's all the hotel rooms. You know what I mean, Patrick? Yeah, yeah if, you, if you've been on tour, I know what you mean. I love the guitar work in that. You, you create such a perfect environment in that song with those guitar riffs. So congratulations oh, on that. But I, I, I would like to know what you mean by the line... He sings for me, of me, about me, but I know he sings his own. Ah, well, I, those who know me, who are listening, know I love explaining the lyrics of my songs. I'm kind of notorious for just not really doing that and listening to what, how people interpret them. So I would turn the question normally back to you, but I'm going to answer um, that that was written uh, when I lived across from a local bar called Amnesia. And I would sit out on the fire escape uh, writing songs, sort of getting over a breakup. And I could hear live music coming out of the venue. And, um, you know, a lone voice and a guitar. And I, I would just listen and yeah. sort of uh, feel like I was there. And uh, yet, I knew he was singing his own his own gig. 
Wow, that that that's quite a picture. And and uh, everyone, you you heard it here. You actually heard uh, Therese explain one of her <laughs> own lyrics. All right. Uh, um, I, I want to make sure we have time to play a little bit of Poor Man, but we've got a lot of your fans in San Francisco are emailing in. I'll just uh, read one here. This is from Matus in San Francisco. He said, saw you at the bottom of the hill, love everything you do, but I don't see any gigs on your website. Were you ever going to see you in the city again? Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, actually, uh, I can't say where this is over the air, but this tomorrow night I'm playing a house concert. And um, that is uh, something I, uh, you can go to my Facebook page and message me and um, the Therese Taylor Band on Facebook, and um, I will send you the address. But the CD release party is confirmed for April 24th at Bottom of the Hill, and uh, that I have two great bands joining me for that, uh, the band Porch, like former members of Let's Claypool and Primus, and uh, We Are the Men. Uh, which is a young, uh, amazing band that I shared a bill with a few months back. And um, so I'm really psyched about that show, Bottom of the Hill, April 24th. And, you know, stay, stay tuned to the website because I will – I'm booking here and there. I'm just trying to wrap up the album and um, get everything ready, and I, I do all that myself. So uh, booking and doing that has been a little bit uh, – on the wayside lately, but uh, we'll be back out there in full force in the spring. Well, I, I was interested to hear you say that you're playing at a house concert. Um, I was uh, chairman <laughs> of the Acoustic Vortex, which is a house concert series uh, for five years in Marin County, and we were pretty active. We did one, sometimes two concerts a month. Uh, oh, wow. How, how do you, yeah, it was, it was fun. Unfortunately, it's not there any longer. The, uh, the person whose house we used... Um, converted it into a virtual nightclub and then he got married and that wouldn't last any longer. But, uh, in any, <laughs> although, although he and he and his wife just put out their first album too. Um, how do you like, how do you like house concerts? How do you like the fact that there are people sitting so close to you that sometimes they have to, to hold your guitar stands? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, the, the room is, a is a factor in, in how we play. Um, and depending on if I'm playing with the full band or just another member, uh, I like it, you know, I like that challenge. Um, I think that honestly, I come off the best when I'm plugged in to my trainer leaning tower of Marshall, like the, the loud, aspects, but uh, I really like exploring my songs in the softer, intimate setting that the house concert is. And it's also an attentive audience, you know, they're really, there's a lot of words to listen to in my music, so they can actually hear the words. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to listen to some words here for about a minute. Uh, this is Poor Man, and then uh, the clock is going to kick us out. That's Poor Man by Therese Taylor. That's going to be on the new album that she has coming up in, uh, in coming out in April, April 4th. And Therese, we're just about out of time. I want to thank you so much for, for joining us today. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Patrick. I, I really appreciate you having me on. And once again, let me remind everybody that the album will be out in April 4th. Go to Therese Taylor. That's T R. 
T-E-R-E-S-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. Check out her other three albums, her videos, and check on those new upcoming gigs. And there is going to be a gig in San Francisco at the bottom of the hill on the 24th. You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow, follow our Twitter feed. You'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and we'll invite them on the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern and uh, genius uh, online digital genius is uh, Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. Next Friday, Maggie's going to join us, and the folk singer Chris Gruen will be with us. And he's just off his L.A. tour. Check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on the guests, what they're up to, and what they're going to be saying when they're on the air. Right now, good night, everybody, and have a great, great musical weekend. Heavy the rhythm, heavy the rhythm.